what's going on you boys this is totally blit podcast and we are finally back week one picks for the nfl baby we've been waiting for so fucking long for this so do us a favor go down and like the video subscribe to the channel and let's get into it i'm paul pick them win them concha i'm getting the first shot of the season poured up right now and who's with me hey man without you eating grapes you feel me because when you step on grapes, then you let them age a little bit. You can turn them things into wine. That's what we're doing over there in Atlanta right now. You feel me? But you already know it's your boy Lil KK, aka the Don Pye, aka Kev Waterboy Savoy, and aka the motherfucker whose eyes are dying right now. So I'm over here burning motherfucking dinner while cooking the podcast at the same time because that's what we do. Oh shit, man. It's been a long time coming. If you've joined on through the MMA and boxing worlds, welcome. This is our bread and butter. This is the NFL. This is what we started with. This is what we're gonna end with every fucking time. Man, last night was a fucking doozy. Bills versus Rams for the kickoff was a fucking doozy. Bills the Bills did what the Bills do. You were right. Them boys definitely fucking came in and stomped some shit out. I can't. It's funny because I feel like, see, I'm really crying right now because I'm going through it. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like the Rams, they kind of, the Rams defense showed out, but the Bills offense was unstoppable at the same time. I'm really crying right now. This is tragic. <laughs> and uh, I mean, the Rams defense won the turnover battle and it still didn't even matter. It got blown out by fucking what three touchdowns 21 points yeah i know that their defense was upset because anytime they did something three and out interception back that way like bro what the fuck josh allen threw two of them interceptions one of them ain't even his fault it was the that, that one was nasty where isaiah mckenzie had it in his chest and uh, i don't know who it was but they just ripped it right out of the chest and took the interception yeah, that was some ass shit right there. And then Stafford went three and out. I believe Stafford went three and out right after that. Like it was like every time they get the ball in the fifty or the forty after a big turnover, it's the Rams' offense didn't do shit. The Rams' offense looked, I think, pretty abysmal yesterday. Like the worst I've seen them since the last year. No, they still look terrible. And like I'm not gonna lie, they did get some athletic guys in them. interceptions. They got, they got some like they're um. The Bills' defense is probably one of the top three defenses in the league. So I can't get too mad at him for this. And the mistakes you were making, it's not like they were crazy bad mistakes, but it was just like they just couldn't get anything downfield going. All he had was Cooper Cup really just running around. Yeah, I mean. Cam Anchors was nowhere to be found. Zero yards on three carries, though. I mean, any fantasy owner, that was my big thing. I avoided him in all fantasy drafts for this exact reason. He didn't know what the fuck you're getting coming into this Rams running game. Everyone thought Akers was going to be RB1, and he it looked like Daryl Henderson was the one taking all the carries. Now, how'd you feel about Josh? How'd you feel about Josh Allen? Because some asshole, I'm not going to say no names, they brought up that Josh Allen is on pace to throw, what, 34 interceptions this year? So, yeah, but he, he ain't got nothing to worry, though. Matt Stafford is on pace to throw, like, 50 this year with his three interceptions. <laughs> he ain't got to worry about leading that category no more. Bro, when, when you said that shit, oh, the asshole I'm speaking about is Paul. <laughs> I am. Uh, <laughs> fucking that, that shit fucking sent me, dog. I was like, bro, this is fucking comedy. 
<laughs> I know. I, I will give it to Josh Allen though, because my one one of the reasons why I took the Rams also was just because Josh Allen and the Buffalo team they started off slow last year, but towards December and playoff time they were just an unstoppable force. You couldn't stop them from getting a first down because Josh Allen would run the ball at any time. It was a third and two, a third and five. They're going for it on fourth down and getting it, but. For him to start this year, yeah, he had two picks. One wasn't his fault. One was eh, but only throw five incompletions, 300 yards, almost 300 yards, 56 yards on the fucking ground, and then a touchdown. Like, hey. it, it wasn't an easy one. He had to, like, put his fucking, like, oomph over to reach over. Like, he he's in MVP form week one, which is scary. Yeah, and it's kind of upsetting because I can't wait to see the Bengals play this week, but I really feel like Josh Allen is my number two to win MVP, like somebody that I, like I probably put it definitely put him over there. But um he's probably like my second um to win it. But the form that they came in and like Gabriel Davis, like Stefan Diggs, the way that they were able to just run straight at Jalen Ramsey and not fear nothing. Shout out to your favorite your favorite um backup running back James Cook. He came out and he fumbled <laughs> on his first debut. First and so, only carry of the game. So that was tragic. Gave Zach Moss some chances, some more chances. So, like, I'm probably going to have to drop him off my fantasy league. And Singletary, too. Like, Singletary low-key got, like, 48 yards on eight rushes. He was efficient. It just wasn't pretty. Yeah. So, like, I liked liked it. But my biggest thing was the defense. Like, the Bills defense, Vaughn Miller, Micah Hyde, Jordan Pryor. um, I think Miller got got two sacks. So, anyone calling a revenge game was definitely nail on the head. Yeah, they motherfucking came ready to just ball out, and they didn't. They really didn't give up nothing out besides for those two drives and um, in the in the second quarter. Like I give the first quarter to the Bills definitely. The first five minutes they score a touchdown, and it's a touchdown that literally the deep Jalen Ramsey had to go play had to go play the run and Johnson Island just like you say he just put that little oomph over everybody. But that second quarter, the Rams' offense looked great. They were moving down the field. Cooper Cup looked unstoppable. And that touchdown to end zone just showed that they're back to um they're back to the same thing they was on last year. But eventually you're gonna key in on that, especially with a defense as good as the Rams and uh, as good as the Bills. And like that pressure that they kept on the Rams all game was insane. They stayed in the nickel damn near the whole game and then motherfucking they just kept that pressure on Josh on um Matthew Stafford because there were a lot of passes he could have Cooper Cup is so unstoppable with his route running. There are a lot of passes he could have hit Cooper Cup with, but he just didn't because motherfucker, he didn't have enough time to really set or he got hit while he threw. Yeah, and one of his interceptions went right through Cup's hands, deflected up, but it also could have been a better throw. Stafford did a no look at that moment, and people and like it was like, bro, you're down by two touchdowns. What the fuck are you doing? No looking passes right now, and that's why the interception. It could have been a better pass, but I think for this Rams, I I'm a I wish I didn't pick him for my Super Bowl pick at this point just because the way they're – like, their Bills does have a great defense. I'm not saying they don't, but I think it spoke more on how bad the Rams' offensive line was laying up seven sacks than it was on the Bills as being dominating the front seven. I think the Bills are great all around. They don't have a dominant front seven, but yet they have great DBs, great linebacker, great uh, front four to get uh, pressure. Rams had that offensive left tackle to replace Whitworth. And I think this was the, like, he might get better throughout the year, but it did not look good for him. The whole offensive line looked lost without Whitworth. 
And Whitworth, when he went down last year, the offensive line got drastically worse. So he was a very he was very much needed throughout the playoffs and stuff for that run. So without him now this season and them laying up seven sacks, and I feel like Stafford had the defender in his face for a lot of passes. It just this might be a long season because if they have to any an NFC is nothing but great front sevens. The Eagles, 49ers, the Saints, the Buccaneers. Like that's just off the top of my head. Like you're not going to be able to go into the playoffs with, with this poor offensive line with those great front sevens and expect to play any better than you did today on offense. And Allen Robinson is still non-existent. We need a number two. You can't have your second leading receiver be Tyler Higby, the, the tight end. Like you need Allen Robinson to start doing something. You can't just do Cooper Cup. So it kind of scares me being a Rams backer, and I kind of bite my tongue on everything that I said prior to this season. Hey, man, I didn't even notice that you have Super Bowl papers and going against my Super Bowl pick. It's crazy. But the Rams, the, the Bills literally just proved what I thought they did this offseason. Josh Allen's still the running back. He's still going to be the running back like that. Like One, two, and arm. three. Yeah, the stiff arm that he got on, um, I, don't, I want to say it's Chris Scott. Like, on Scott. Scott yeah. got his forced two interceptions, but yet we only remember him by that stiff arm. No cap. That stiff arm was bad. <laughs> But motherfucking um, and the team came determined, and they're really ready to quiet any doubters and show that like, yo, we're the team to beat. I was quiet last <laughs> night. I was a doubter. Oh man, you see, I've been saying this since they lost. Like ever since, I was like, yo, the Bills must pick the Super Bowl next year. Like, there's no way that team is that determined and that cool. They, they have such a great core, and they're so glued together, and they're young. Like, there's nobody that's really like, oh. Yeah, no, and they're all in their prime, and they're they all seem to have the same mission, which is what's very important. If some people are playing for stats and others are playing for rings, it won't mesh. But if all of them are there, like Dawson Knox got like one catch for like four yards all game. He hey, was not complaining. Hey. He was celebrating just as much as Stefan Diggs was when they was being a ass. And that's tragic because he he dedicated that game to his um. I want to say his father, his brother died, so I was like. They could have hit them a couple more times. Like, they was up. Yeah. Uh, but that was a good game. Wish it was a better game for – like, because come third, fourth quarter, I was – come definitely fourth quarter, I was kind of out of it. I was like, all right, I don't even know if I can watch this game anymore. Like, this is just – this is just bad. I definitely fell asleep the last um, three minutes. I was like, okay, I've seen enough. But let's hope Sunday brings us some great games and there's a quick – Three-second moment of silence for 9-11 this Sunday. We won't be there. But let's get into it. We making motherfucking picks this Sunday. We're going to start off 1 o'clock game. It may not be your favorite game, but it's on this podcast, it's getting primetime talking time. And it is the Saints versus the Falcons in Atlanta. Saints are minus 5.5 favorites. They're kind of leaning a lot on the Saints right now as an away favorite. Let me hear you, Kev. Uh, speak your truth. Let me hear your piece. I still – see, this is funny, right, because, like, fuck the Saints, obviously. But, like, I'm not really stressing them. The Saints, they play pretty good first game of the season. So I'm not really stressing, like, the win or loss on this one. I want to just see us show promise. I want to see us not, not get bad caught. Not not to have stupid um holding calls on the O line and like false starts. Let's really play a great game. Let's not get past interference um in the red zone. I want to just show that we're like a good team that can just mesh and get better over the season. 
Well, it's fun to see what the Saints are going to do because they have a chance to have one of the most explosive offenses in the NFC. But you got to see what the fuck they got going on. No, uh, and uh, if anyone don't know, I do got a quick uh, injury report on this game that might lean some picks. Michael Thomas, hamstring and safety, Tyron Matthew is questionable for Sunday, and Drake London is questionable for the Falcons. They all seem like they're going to play, though, so I wouldn't be too worried about it, but they are a little banged up. Falcons, I my big thing for this game is I want to see, do the Falcons have a pass rusher or any pass rush at all? They already have a good corner. We need to see a Khan was what he lead the league last year in tackles. Like he was Oh, yeah, no, he is gone. Fuck, never mind. No, yeah. but I, I just want to see the, the front seven with the linebackers and the D-line because I know Terrell is going to hold shit down on the back end. And on the offensive end, honestly, the Falcons are being slept on because Mariota, when he came in as a backup, even as a starter on the Titans, he did really well. And I'm not going to say all pro level, but he did. He was definitely a starter in the NFL. He just kept getting hurt because his run style, what, and he's a smaller frame. So I think y'all might be able to sneak some wins out this season and stuff like that with him. I don't think it's going to be this game, though. I am going to lean towards the Saints. The Saints' defense is always going to always be that bread and butter. And y'all's offensive line, I, it can't get any worse than last year. But it also, I don't think, got much better. So I think the Saints' defense is going to create havoc. And Winston's going to do enough with that Camara time. Like, I just, I just think there's going to be a defensive game with the Saints. The Saints might even get like a fumble recovery touchdown, but give me the Saints here, Kev. How are you feeling? I want to see my offense show up. I want to see Cordell, Cordell Patterson have, uh, have a presence in the game. I want to see Kyle Pitts go off. I want to see Drake London play, play his best play, have a great, spectacular debut. I want us to like. I want us to have some nice, long, methodical drives. I think that's the way we're gonna really score, tire that defense out. But one of the things I just want to see my Falcons fans again. All my bomb trading homies, stand up, man! I want to see the Falcons, the Falcons fans, wake up Sunday morning knowing like, yo, we got another season. It's a brand new team on damn near. So let's get fucking lit one more time. Let's run it back. Oh, but one thing I wanted to bring up from the Thursday night game. Did you see how many Bills fans was there? Oh, yeah. that's uh, The Rams won the Super Bowl, but L.A. is still, I think, a free market. The Chargers don't – like, they have fans, but, like, they're not selling out stadium fans. Like, if if, if your team has a good traveling fan base, they're going to create some noise in L.A. Because the Bengals fans was there deep at the Super Bowl, and I thought I was tripping. Remember, uh, 40, they wouldn't even sell the tickets to the 49ers fan come the NFC game because of uh, – they knew that 49ers were outsell that stadium by far. Facts, but both CA teams. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, so uh, something to keep in mind because I believe Chargers are also a home team this week. So some home teams aren't built the same. But what's your pick for this week? I think I already know it, but just so everyone's oh, yeah. listening. Every time. Shit don't change. All right, big dog at home. Woo-hoo. Another big dog at home. Let's go Chicago Bears hosting the San Francisco 49ers. It's kind of a similar matchup of like the Bears. You don't know what there's a young promising team where you don't know what's really going on. And the 49ers have an insanely good defense, or at least front seven with Bosa and them boys. And an offense with a quarterback who ain't proven yet. So it's kind of like a similar matchup. How are you leaning for this game or how you see it going down? Um 
49ers are favored by a whole touchdown. When it comes to fantasy, it's tragic because, like, I wish I could put Trey Lance in my flex because, like, he – I feel like this is going to be a chance that he really shows up. And I don't know if he's going to play a full season, but, like, I would love for him to stay healthy and just, like, show that they're going to run this ball because they're going to run it down their throat. This team doesn't have Khalil Mack anymore. Or like, Team Knicks. Yeah, they're going to run it down their motherfucking throat all game. And, like, I'm, a, I'm here for that. So it's going to be fun to watch how they um how they maneuver around this shit. But so it's going to be fun to see how they maneuver around this shit. But, like, I don't know what the 49ers offense is exactly. I just know that the Bears offense didn't get any better. No. Not even slightly. The same like, offense. I don't, I don't understand. Like, if you guys were talking about firing Matt Nagy last year, like, what did you, what did you do to keep, keep to it? For him to retain his job this year, like no, but I mean, everyone's probably on Niners. I'm not big on Lance, so I do think the Bears are gonna cover this seven. That's one of my bets I do like this week, but I don't think they win this game at all. I just think, like you said, the 49ers are run methodical team. The Bears defense got worse. Their offense is the same, if not worse, because the team Grant is hurt. And you got um Allen Robinson gone. I think for fantasy wise, one matchup I will be watching is Darnell Mooney versus his 49ers cornerbacks, who were absolutely atrocious last year. So I think Mooney has a shot to catch one or two deep passes in this game. So fantasy wise, I like Mooney, but at the same time, the 49ers are gonna win this game. They're gonna run the ball down your throat. Their front seven's gonna play hard. Yeah, Justin Fields might get a fourth or third quarter deep shot. But this game might be like 17-7 49ers type shit. Like that's how I see this game. It's gonna be low scoring, not a lot of offense on either side. Both offenses still trying to figure it out. Hey man, I like to see it, man. But um, is isn't George Kittle? He didn't practice. I heard that he didn't practice the other day. Is he, is he questionable? Or is he yeah, no, he's questionable. Let me see the injury report. I think there's a couple of questions because he's questionable. And let me see. Oh, that's it for them. Yeah, so, yeah, George Credible is questionable. And I think his injury is a little worse than what people first thought it was. So, it's leaning like he might not even play week one. So, like, that might – like, that's seven. I think this might be a closer game just because 49ers, we don't know what they are other than they have a good run game. And the Bears, they're, they're not any better than they were last year. Yeah, that's how it goes. So, like, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what Justin Fields can do. But, like – Hopefully they they can figure something out throughout the season, something that works. Because on paper, nothing looked good. All right, another big game we're gonna talk a lot on because after this game, I feel like the games are gonna go quickly because there's gonna be some mixed matches. We got the Patriots host, not the Dolphins hosting the Patriots in Miami. Miami's favored by three and a half. They think we're gonna win by more than field goal right now. Before I go on my tangent, let me hear your side, unbiased take of this game. You don't count out Bill Belichick. Like, not never should you ever do that. But we did the same game last year, right? We, we're, I were firm, I'm a firm believer in the Patriots. Unless Mac Jones took some leaps and bounds over training camp, I don't see the Patriots that got any better this season. And Bill is just going to – and I don't, I don't see Bill getting any craftier. So, can't teach old dog new tricks. Yeah, last year you guys won this game. Xavier Howard forces a fumble. 
forces a fumble, gets a fumble recovery, y'all win this game. This year, I see you guys winning by two touchdowns. Like, there's no way that this team, this team, this team has so much pressure on them, and they could, this is the be- this is their best chance to just believe it. And then nobody's gonna say anything because it is a win against the Patriots, who everybody's been dick riding for no reason. No, I'm 100. percent I poured it up when no one was watching. I got the Marino jersey on. I got the Dolphins shot glass poured up. Let's get it. Dolphins finna beat the dog shit out of the Patriots. Come this week one, bro. Tua. Tua three and zero against Bill Belichick. Only rookie to beat him in like the past three years or some shit. Uh, when he did beat him his first year, but now that you're telling me that, I think these odds were similar to the odds of the game towards the end of the year last year, and we won by like over a touchdown, and our defense was almost playing with Mac Jones type shit. It was getting kind of disrespectful out there, and now we get the same line almost at home in the middle of fucking hot ass September when new, yeah, new England Patriots traveled on Tuesday down to Miami to get adjusted to the humidity. I'm gonna let you know right now, but three days ain't enough time to get adjusted to Miami humidity. If you're coming from page, if you're coming from Boston, all right, these boys are going to be just as tired. Miami has a home. I like us to cover the three and a half. I like us to, like you said, we're really going to, this is, everyone's been talking a lot of nonsense on the Dolphins and Tua and like the chip on the shoulder this year. I'm all with it. Uh, I think Chase Edmonds gets, is going to be RB1 this year. And then Tyreek and Waddle and Gasecki and Cedric Wilson, Taron Armstead at left tackle, top three left tackle. Like give me everything Dolphins week one. I got Cedric Wilson. Yeah, but Cedric Wilson almost didn't even make the team because we got a rookie at Zuma who was putting was going absolutely fed. And he's like 6'4, 225. He's a big dude. And he was route running like Keenan Allen. Oh wow. Yeah, it was it was getting kind of like, like Cedric Wilson might not get much playing time comes the middle of the year because his rookies has been balling come preseason in camps right now. Nice. I'm looking out for Brick. You no, know, I like big receivers. Yeah, but uh, on to some of our shorter games we're going to break down. Ain't the blowout block because we're going to talk some of these games still, but we got to kind of speed some things up here. We got the Lions hosting the Eagles. Eagles as a five-point favorite here. I'm going to go first. I really like the Eagles this year. You're high on the Eagles this year. The defense is only getting stronger. They went out and got uh, C.J. Garner from the Saints. Uh, to be a backup last year it was like slays in the elite corner but after slays a huge drop off now that they got uh, cj they definitely got another dog at corner their front seven is just as strong their offensive line is uh, this is eagles football like they always have a good offense and defensive line and Jalen hurts with aj brown and Devonte smith come year two when receivers always have a better year two than year one like I'm high on the Eagles. I love the Lions, the mighty, mighty Lions. It's just you had to play the Eagles week one. Give me the Eagles. It's going to be a very great game. I think it's going to be – the Lions are going to be another team that covers the spread a lot this season. So, it's going to be a really good game. But I think um, a loss isn't that bad for the Lions. Like, it's going to be – as long as they stay competitive. But I want to see what A.J. Brown looks like because he's coming with a vengeance, I feel like, this season. He really has some shit to prove, and he has some shit to say because it wasn't his fault, and he knows it. I want so, to, oh, my bad. 
so motherfucking. That's what I'm really looking forward to to see that matchup. And then the Lions have both their corners though. They got Jeff Okuda and they got Imani. So like these aren't no slouches. So the Eagles are gonna have to run that thing. So I want to see what their different um options are at running back and what they can make shape. Miles Sanders, I feel like, is a good running back. He just never got the touches until the Eagles fans bullied Sirianni into giving him the touches. I think he has a career over of like five yards per carry, which is always great. Uh, but with the Lions, one thing I will be watching, though, is is this offense going to be a lot of the same dink and dunks and let DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams get the running share and like ball out that way? Or they went out of paid some receivers to join this team like dj chalk and them so is Almon st brown dj and tj hawkinson are they this big three receiving like in a tight end who's a baller in hawkinson he's kind of like kettle jr like is this three is golf gonna start slinging it like we saw him on the rams throwing over four thousand yards with like woods and cup or is it gonna be a lot more of the dink and dunk runs that we saw the lions do last year Hey, where is Robert Woods playing? Because he doesn't play for the Rams. Does he? I just see him the play. Titans. Oh wow, they got Robert Woods. Yeah, I. Uh, you said you said them. I think for the preview, and I was going to say something, but I was like, ah, oh, no, it don't even matter. Like you'll find out come game time. That's funny. Like I'm. There's no. I'm gonna do that a lot this season. I'm. Gonna, Yo, I didn't know blah 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 plays for these boys now. Like I didn't even know um Chandler Jones. I know. I think I knew Chandler Jones left for Cardinals, but it didn't hit me until I see him wearing that Raiders uniform. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, it's been a long off season. No, nah, definitely. But oh, we still talking the Lions. My bad. Um, and I I just wrapped up on the Lions. I was just. Do you have right. anything else before we jump to the next one? I love the Lions, man. I'm rooting for y'all every game this season. But I gotta see take the Eagles because I want to see what them boys. I see them as like, I would love to see them versus the Saints in the first round of the playoffs this year. Oh, that'd be a good game. On to the next game, another fast one. Ravens at the Jets. Ravens are favored by six and a half. Whoa! What you mean a fast one? Did you really think Joe Flacco? Big Bo Joe. No fucking way. Big Bo Joe. Get the fuck out of town, bro. Flacco's been dead for two years. Big Bo Joe. 0-5 since he's left the Ravens. Yeah, he's going to come through and slay that thing. Yeah. People really think there's going to be a revenge game set up here. And I'm just like, have you seen Joe Falco play football for the past two years? It's similar to like Cam Newton playing the Panthers. And I was just like, have you seen Cam Newton throw the ball recently? This isn't seven years ago. Okay. I put all the respect. I was a huge Joe Falco fan growing up. But Joe Falco. <laughs> yeah, I'm a huge. I'm a, I'm a Falco homer. Like, I will tell you he goes to the Hall of Fame, and I'll stand on that. But with the Jets, I don't see it, bro. The offensive line's getting hurt. They're, they're fucking Mecca Becton towards ACL and, like, training camps again. He's, like, he was supposed to be a generational lineman who's never been able to play. Dwayne Brown has been hurt. He's most likely not playing come uh, – yeah, he's been ruled out for the game. Like I, Ravens didn't pay Lamar Jackson, and he's going into this season to prove it to him why he deserves the bag. And they had to, they had to this morning. We've seen him go week one and go absolutely federal before. As a Dolphins fan, he came out and dropped like fifty on us like two years ago, week one. I expect the same treatment to the motherfucking Jets. <laughs> this is gonna be an ass whooping of ass whoopings. This is gonna be a forty to ten game. Yeah, this is going to be bad. It's going to be slaughtered. Charles is going to enjoy every second of it. 
And we should on the show next to talk about that shit. Yeah, no, but, the Jets. The, if the, if it was another team, maybe it'd be close. But the Jets are just so hurt, and the Ravens just have so much shit to prove. This is a bad matchup. What What do you think is the Jets? Um, what do you think is the Ravens? Is this everything we're gonna feed through Lamar? We're gonna let him run all over the place. He's still gonna throw two. So we didn't bring this up before, and I, I I know you you like to wait till the season start, but I'll let you know with the preseason they have a rookie tied in. Who was absolutely? He was putting up Mark Andrew numbers in the preseason, and he was getting all the buzz, all the talk. So we might see a two tight end set type. Like this, they're gonna find a way to put this motherfucker likely. That's his name, last name on the field. Like he's just that good. He's just you're gonna have to put him on the field. So yeah, it might be Rashad Bateman, who I think might have Sauce Gardner on him. So he might not have a great game one. He's also kind of questionable going into the game. But the run offense is going to ball out because the Jets aren't stopping the run. And the second part is Andrews and likely who's matching up with those two boys. Like their linebackers aren't strong and they have strong corners. I will give them that. But other than, other than the corners who might shut down their receivers, these two tight ends are going to eat. I even expect like a sack fumble touchdown. Like if you're, if there's a bet for the Ravens to score a defensive touchdown at like whatever plus odds i would take it just because this their defense only got their defense was ass last year but everybody was hurt everybody's yep. back now they got kyle hamilton they got travis jordan's big ass in the as a rookie playing defensive tackle like this defense only got better this offense only got better with lamar back so this is six and a half ain't big enough like like even if tyler huntley was playing i would probably take the six and a half no cap if I was for the Browns, I would have traded for Tyler Huntley. He needs to be started. Do uh, you think this game is going to be close? you think they keep it within a touchdown, or is this just, is this another ass whooping? A touchdown for what? <laughs> and hope? That's all I was going to say. A touchdown plus 30, like maybe. Yeah, both Ryan Ravens heavy. Another game, Texans versus Colts, 1 o'clock. Seven Damn. point favorite for the Colts. Uh, you're a Matt Ryan. You're a Falcons fan, so yeah, we know you have experience with Matt Ryan. I'll let you kick this one off. Hey, is it in India, Texas? It's in Texas. Mm. Colts are zero and eight in their uh, first game in the last eight years, and this is this includes the they they lost to the Jaguars two years ago, and they were the only win on the Jaguars record for two years after that. That's funny as fuck, but um. Nah, man, the coach gonna fuck. Um, the coach gonna fuck these boys up. Matt Ryan is coming to play. They missed the playoffs last year because they lost two in a row, one to the Clown Town Jags. Like then they're, they're upset right now. They still have eight Pro Bowlers. They picked up Stephon Gilmore. They got my dog Matt Ryan. I really want to see what the receivers look like, but it's gonna be a fucking not a slaughter. I feel like the Texans, Lovey Smith and the boys, they had a deep. They, their defense isn't horrible. They, uh, got, uh, they did get Damian Pierce, RB1, the Florida boy. Yeah, so, like, it's not going to be, like, a slaughter like the Ravens and the Jets, but I like the, the the Colts to come through talking that shit, come through quiet, and just play a very tough, aggressive, fast game, especially that defense with Darius Leonard holding it down. Yeah, I really like the boys to do that. And then come through and fuck Texas up, like, and then Matt Ryan to show, because, like, he's going to put it, he's going to try to make the case for MVP. I could already tell. I could already tell. Yeah, and uh, P- 
people will count out Matt Ryan, but I will tell you that the Bengals last year's over under on wins was five. And them boys went to the Super Bowl. So does anything you like it doesn't matter what you think, anything is possible in the fucking NFL. Sorry. Texans, my big thing, I agree with everything Kev said. I'm just gonna reiterate, I'm gonna be watching these Colts receivers. I know Michael Pittman Jr. is ready to pick take that leap into wide receiver one to go get 80 to 90 to 100 catches, 1500. I know he's ready for that. I want to see rookie Alec Pierce that they went out and got in the second round, I believe, maybe third round, but I think second round. I want to see, is he actually going to come in and immediately make a, a, a difference on this uh, this passing offense? Texans, I'm just going to be watching. Are, are y'all in it to win it? Or are y'all just here to play? Last year, Davis Mills, when they let him play, I'm huge on Davis Mills. I think he might be the best rookie out of that draft that had the Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, Mac Jones, Justin Fields, all them boys, just because he was like a late-round pick. And we always see like a fourth to sixth-round quarterback go and be this Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, Tom Brady. We've always seen these Kirk Cousins. Like this, They are the ones that end up having the NFL career. And – I think that might be Davis, Davis Mills here. That boy threw over 300 yards multiple times. He almost beat the Patriots last year in like a barn burner. There's multiple games where they shouldn't have been close and they kept it close because the GM was trading anybody that had any relevance with a pulse. Oh, you're good? I'm trading you. Like, so they still found ways to do shit. So now that they're kind of are now back onto this idea of like, let's win. I do want to see, are y'all actually in, is the whole team in it to win it? Or is it just a few guys? And if the whole team's in it to win it, the Texans might make the. They might, like I said, I like the Jags over the Titans. The Texans might be over the Titans, bro. Like we can see. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna go too crazy, but yeah, I think it's gonna be a close game. But definitely give me the Colts. But those are gonna be the two things I'm watching. I was big on the Colts last year. Anybody's better than Phillip Rivers. Anybody's better than Carson Wentz. Then Matt Ryan might be what is needed to win them the boys the chip. I should get a chill button for your ass when you start saying shit like that. Like, hey, 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 chill somebody. Chill the fuck out. Chill the fuck out. Oh, chill, chill, chill. But right. nah. Oh, my bad. Hey, man. Texas, hopefully they do something. But on to the next one. This one isn't a one o'clock game, but it is part of the boring block. Giants versus Titans in Tennessee. Two, uh, two of the Giants' pass rushers are going to be out for this game. Let me find – let me make sure I got their names. Uh, but also Giants, I'm leaning heavy Titans. They're gonna win this game. Giants were bottom three in like rush defense last year. I Derrick Henry might have 250 yards. Like that's all that needs to be said about that. So how about you, Kev? How do you see it? I brought this up in the fantasy chat that like yeah, it was two and Jerry because he had um Matt Gay and maybe um I hope he didn't have Robert Wood. But he had somebody that didn't eat. No, Dawson Knox. Yeah, but he had Derrick Henry playing against the Giants, and I'm like, Cooper Cup dropped 35. Derrick Henry might have 40 in them against them with no Kayvon Thibodeau. Oh yeah, that was it. So the two pass rushers are Kayvon Thibodeau is out with the knee injury, and Aziz Agulari is out with a calf. And well, he's doubtful, so he's probably gonna be out. So no pass rush on the Titans, and they already suck at blocking the run. So. I mean, stopping the run. So, yeah, take that take that for what it's worth. I mean, new coach. Don't forget new coach. The ball, yeah. He's he's a dog. We do like Brian DeBall here. He is a dog. 
Well, that's all I want to see. When it comes to that giant, I just want to see how does your coach deal with that pressure? Because you see what happened to the last one. Facts. Both heavy on the Titans, even though I'm not high on the Titans, any team oh. might be better with the Giants. Let's see what the Titans can really do on that on with these um in the passing game because they have Robert Woods, Trayvon Burks. Let's see if Ryan Tannehill can kind of Babel has something in the bank. Traylon Burks is number three behind that boy, uh, Nico West, like Ikeen Westbrook. He kind of had a, like, he was hot and cold last year. Some games he balled, some games he didn't. Kind of remind me of the Russell Gage of the Falcons. Like, he was good when needed to be sometimes, but other times you just didn't see him on the field. That's real. So definitely want to see that. But this defense is going to show up. So much pressure on Daniel Jones is going to be crazy. Jeffrey Simmons, dog. Yeah, don't take, don't fucking sit here and be like, oh, well, he picked the Titans week one. No, you said they're going to suck. Yeah, they're going to suck. You're just playing the fucking Giants. So I might have at the bottom of the bottom on when it comes to like NFL teams. I do keep the Giants at the bottom of the bottom consistently. Speaking of the bottom of the bottom, we're back at the one o'clock games and we're talking Washington Commanders versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Commanders are a two and a half point favorite. Very close game on paper. How you feel here? How you leaning early? It's funny because I can't tell which one is the bottom of the bottom of this team in this one. I'm not gonna lie to you. I have no faith in the commanders even slightly. And then I found out they don't got Chase Young. So I was like, oh. He's out for at least like four to five weeks. So now you're telling me you have an extra line. You pretty much have an extra lineman on, on the O line because you gotta double Chase Young every time. If not, he getting through. Especially if you're the motherfucking um the um fucking not um especially if you're the motherfucking Jaguars, he's gonna get through. But I wanna see what the um fucking Jaguars can really do. You got the new coach, you got Doug Peterson, and you really wanna see if he can really mold and mess with Trevor Lawrence, because like people don't know if Trevor Lawrence sucks or not yet, because he had more he had more interceptions and touchdowns. So we don't know exactly what's going on with Trevor Lawrence. But this is his game to throw 285, 300. And scored two or three touchdowns with hopefully one one or less interceptions. Because this is the game that if he wants to choose a game, this would be the game to do it. That defense is gonna cut pressure and Carson Wentz. I might think this might be like a really close game. This might be like a 20-24 game. No, I agree. I think this game's gonna be very close. I won't say I'm high on the commanders, but I do think Carson Wentz is a media upgrade because last year they haven't had a quarterback and like they had Fitzpatrick for one week last year and then he was out for the rest of the season. So I expect, yeah, so I do expect Terry McLaurin to have a better year. I expect um, Dotson, their rookie, to actually do pretty good uh, as a wide receiver two or three on this team. And Antonio Gibson might play well as a running back with J.D. McKenzie, but I'm just – I'm pretty high in the Jaguars here. So, like, I'm even going to take – I'm going to take them to cover – I'm not just – I'm going to take them to win this game as the underdog, away underdog. But I don't know. I'm just – I just feel pretty good. I thought the Jaguars – if there is a game to win, this is the game to win for them and kind of set the tone for the rest of the season of, like, hey, we went out and spent all this money. We got Christian Kirk. We still got Marvin Jones. We still got James Robinson coming back from Achilles. Travis Etienne is finally healthy. We got rid of that bum Urban Meyer. 
And Doug uh, Peterson is here, Super Bowl winning. And, hey, Carson Wentz, Commanders, this is his old quarterback. This is a revenge game kind of between the coach and the quarterback. So, that'd be fun to, that. yeah, that'd be fun to watch. But that might be a reason to re- lean on Carson Wentz here. But I'm just going to lean towards the coach's way and the Jaguars. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to put a lot of people on notice this year because of the fact of he finally got a coach that's at least an NFL coach. Yeah, I want to see Trevor Lawrence do good. This is, you know, I'm always rooting for my Jaggies. They up the street. I'm hoping they do good, but not too good, so I can at least go to a game this year. They are cheap games, and they're part. Of, I believe they're part of the five dollar beers with the Falcons and only like one other team. But like five dollar beers is like the Dolphins charge eleven dollars a beer, just to put in perspective. Oh wow! Imagine, imagine them doubling the beer price just because they started winning. Yeah, fact. Are you leaning Jaggies? Yeah, I'm taking Jaggies in this one. Okay, okay. Let's move to the other 1 o'clock game. We got Panthers versus Browns in Carolina. When Four months ago when this line was announced, Panthers were favored by four points. A week ago, they were favored by one and a half points. Now – it's a 50-50 game. The line really? is even. Oh, yeah. wow. I didn't know they built the narrative like that. That's the, crazy. The, the line is even. Uh, I think a little of the juice is towards the Panthers, but it's still very super close odds to pick them. How you how you going here? Are you going NFC South Division rival Baker Mayfield and Panthers, or are, are the Browns going to shut down? Are they going to show why they got rid of Baker? I'm going to let you go first on this one, big homie, because it's funny. I didn't know they played the narrative like that. I'm taking Panthers, and I'm taking Panthers heavy at home. The crowd is going to be their way. I had Jacoby Brissett as my quarterback last year for five games. We lost four of them, and he was averaging like 190 yards of offense. It It was just not good. He doesn't have the running ability that you always think of when you think of Brissett. He had knee surgery on the Colts way back, so like he doesn't run anymore. He's not accurate. He's older on top of it all. And there's no one else I think will be able to – like there's no backup that's better than Brissett on this team. So I think this, the Panthers at least always have a decent defense. That's one thing. Like they have Brian Burns there, like big – like I think he might get a couple sacks. Nick Chubb hey. might be able to get some yards and stuff, but the, I don't think the run game is going to save Brissett. And I think the Panthers are going to – Baker's gonna throw two tutties, and he's he's gonna look pretty good as on his way to winning. I've I've always thought the Panthers were a decent first week team, definitely a good week one team. I'm never I don't believe in Matt Rule even slightly. I think firing him isn't enough. I think you should fire him and ban him from coaching in the NFL. But um, the Panthers got J.C. Horn back. They got Baker. They got D.J. Moore. CMC's CMC. CMC's playing. Looks like he's gonna have less of a workload, and Baker's fucking him and Baker that hit that those those um play action is gonna be fucking nasty all season because that shit is just Baker is one nasty play action motherfucker. But yeah, I gotta take the Panthers this one, but I do want to see if the if the um, Browns run game can make something shake, and we can't sleep on the Browns defense. They were like top five last year, so like. We can't sleep on. I don't think it's gonna be like a Panthers heavy game. If it wasn't for the fact that they have Jacoby Brissett at quarterback, I probably would have picked the Browns. And I still think the Browns can win this game on some 17-14 shit. 
or like some 21, 24 shit, like real close shit, field goal type. And it comes down to who has the last possession almost. But I just think that Panthers defense is going to be reloaded and they've been kind of, kind of hungry. They have a chance to go number two in the division if they can um, overtake the Saints or something or the Saints come out and just put up some duds. So I really like the Panthers in this one. Yeah, no, but shit, on to these four o'clock games, which are going to be a lot better. Each one of them could be primetime. We got Packers at Minnesota, divisional game where the Packers are favored by one and a half points. Very close game. There's a lot of question marks on the Packers and a lot of question marks on this new Vikings defense. How do you see, see this one going? This is interesting because this is a question mark game for we got the Vikings, new coach. Kirk Cousins, the coordinator. Same quarterback with a new bag. And Justin Jefferson is, is on a contract year. Am I not right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are gonna come through the play. And, and Thielen's up. back because he was hurt for the end of the towards the end of the year, I believe. There it goes. So this is a really loaded up Dalvin Cook. He's always good. He's always good on the first game of the year. So that's a deep. That's a deep. That's a deep offense. But like, what the fuck is the Packers defense? Do you think is gonna is gonna show up today? You do have Rashawn Gary, who's been doing good. He gets a lot of pass rushes. He just never gets the sacks. So maybe mm-hmm. he can turn those rushes into sacks. Like, he, he's always, like, right there. So maybe this year he does do it. And, of course, Jair. And well, new bag, Jair. Don't forget, new bag. New bag. I'm more interested in seeing how does this Packer offense go. I do. I believe in this Packers team. I believe in this Packers offense. I just want to see, is it going to be, because Lazard is doubtful. So is it going to be the rookies taking over? Because I don't believe it's going to be um, James Washington or anybody else, or uh, Sammy Watkins can never stay on the field for more than a couple snaps. So I don't expect it to really be them. So is it the rookies? Is Aaron Jones going to go off for like 100 catches like some people think he might do because he's always been a good receiving back? Is it going to be a lot of running with A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones? I do think the Packers win this game. And at one and a half points, I mean, you don't ever get those odds for the Green Bay Packers to win a game by one point. So I'm riding high on the Packers this weekend. But I do just want to see. Is it a running offense? Are they still going to be passing it? Because A-Rod's still A-Rod. New bag, A-Rod. Like, new bag. A-Rod going to throw that thing. That's A-Rod 12 for a reason. A lot of new bags in this game. A lot of people got A lot of this. money on the field tonight. I mean, on yeah, this a, 4 o'clock sun, Sunday. No, nah, I'd love to see how Packers go. I just want to know, is it going to be a frustrating year for Aaron Rodgers? Is going to be Aaron Rodgers kind of just mellowed out off the DMT? Kind of just, all right, this is everybody chill. We'll figure this shit out. Bakanari is questionable, so he may even play. We may finally get to see David Bakanari at left tackle. Obatiari? Yeah, Bakanari. Alan Lazard's doubtful, so he's not probably playing. They they probably got to pump his fucking um, leg from Bakanari to play a whole game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> got to pump it full of something. Yeah. <laughs> Are we both on the Packers? Are we not down A Rod week one? Are we, or is he gonna shit the bed like he came last year week one? I was I was hoping you picked the fucking um Packers because I wanted to take the Vikings. I was hoping you picked the Vikings on this one because I wanted to take the 
I wanted to take the Vikings because I, I low-key believe in this team. I believe this is a young defense. And the Packers didn't look good last last um last year, week one. But I got to ride with my dog, the Packers. And I got the Packers defense. So, yeah, I got to ride with them, boys. Got to ride in the town, Minnesota. I, I, I trust the Vikings this season. Last season, I trust. Oh, oh, I'm like, fuck it. I'm taking the Vikings. Okay, I like it. We split here. We split here. I think there's one like of the few it. ones we split on. I trust the Vikings. I trust the Vikings. Let's see. Your next game is your two of your favorite teams that you never you never doubted once last year, no matter what it was. We got the Chiefs versus the Cardinals in Arizona. No DeAndre Hopkins. I think Zach Ertz is questionable to play for the Cardinals. And um uh Rondell Moore is out. So it's gonna be Hollywood Brown show, AJ Green show. Those are like the two big the two wide receivers for the Cardinals that are left. And then the Chiefs got Juju, Sky Moore, um, Marvelous Vance and Scantling. These are kind of two new offenses that haven't really played much. So how do you see this one going? Is it a bar burn shootout? Unpopular take. This is a possible Super Bowl matchup. This is an unpopular take as fuck. The, I like, can never doubt the Chiefs out of a Super Bowl. I love Patrick Mahomes too much, but I I completely do not agree with the Chiefs. Not Chiefs, the Cardinals and Cleve King, Kingsbury. I can see because when I think about it, I can see both these teams going to the conference championships, and I feel like it's like when I see both of y'all possibly making because like I just think if these teams were to both do the same thing, step up. Understand that they understand their weaknesses, and then and then like kind of because they have the great coaches to do these things to understand their weaknesses and figure out like okay, let's not be exploited like this Chiefs. Let's not be exploited by cover two, the Cardinals. Let's play a full season. Let's not just start off high and then kind of just like start peaking peak towards the middle of the season and then and then slowly trend down. So like if they can figure those two out and they can get hot, these are teams I can see getting hot in the playoffs and making noise. So that's how I kind of look at them. But, like, it's hard to see what the Cardinals are going to look like without DeAndre Hopkins for a while. They looked pretty bad towards the end of last year when he was hurt. That was, like, the big – they started losing games when D-Hop was out, which yeah. is a big correlation. And they're and not just lose games, but yardage and passing was going down, like, by 40 yards. It was kind of a big change. I want to see if the, either of these teams can establish a great run game for – can um, chase – because who's their co-starter, Chase Evans or James Conner? Uh, for the uh, for the Cardinals, it's going to be Conner. And for the Chiefs, it's probably going to be Ed- Edwards Alaire. Yeah, so like, I want to see if either of these teams can establish a run game in this game. Because, like, neither of these teams are great run stoppers like that for real. So, like, I feel like that can make a difference. If you can sit down and grind it out early in the game and kind of get those tough yards and then let the um, quarterbacks – Open it up for the quarterbacks to really work around and move and make some magic happen. That'd be the secret to either of these teams winning. I want I have I have the Chiefs here winning, and I do think honestly, I think Juju's finally found himself a home. I think he's honestly gonna be playing in the slot. He might get like eighty catches this year for a thousand yards, twelve hundred yards. I think he's gonna have a good year. I think he's gonna be the wide receiver one over MVS Scantling just because Scantling's just a deep threat. And the rookies, I, there's just nothing too great coming out of preseason with them. They might Sky Moore might be a great deep threat because he's fast as fuck, but 
but I think Juju might be the one that catches all the catches that's out of outside of Kelsey. And I just see I I don't expect the Cardinals to offense to be rolling like they did last year. No D hop. I don't see their offense really popping off like that. But I do expect Hollywood Brown to have a big game. Just because the Chiefs Chiefs let up big, big scores all the time. And like Car Kyler loves Hollywood. That's his college bro. That's a so I expect that connection to be showing off in week one. I think you could never count out Cliff Kingsbury. I feel like he's somebody that always could have um have something ready. Like him, Cliff Kingsbury and um at least early season Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, facts. So like if they had D Hop playing, I would actually pick them straight up, like no cap. Cause but Zach Ertz is questionable. We don't know what that defense looks like without Chandler Jones. So I'm going to take the Chiefs, the mighty, mighty Chiefs on this one. But I would not be surprised if the Cardinals came through and put a thumping on them boys. Before we move on to the other 4 o'clock game, we forgot one 1 o'clock game, and it's probably the best of the bunch. Cincinnati hosting the Steelers. Bengals are a six and a half point favorite at home. One of the bigger favorites of the of, of the weekend. How you riding with your, you riding with your MVP pick week one, or you riding with your one of the more slept on teams week one in the Steelers? Man, if the Steelers can't stay on the field, Joe Burrow will put up four hundred because he likes to blow out division rivals. If the Steelers can't stay on the field, if the time of possession is crazy towards the Bengals, Joe, Joe Burrow might put up 400 on a great defense that is the Steelers. I feel like the Steelers, they're going to try to drag it out. And the deep, the, um, the Bengals' front line is tough. Like, that's not a team that you really just want to um, bang it out with, especially with the O-line and stuff like that. So I really like this team. I don't like it to be a blowout, but I like it to be like a – 30-something, 31-17 type game, 31-10 type game. That's a blowout. Oh, yeah, dude, I like it. Um, shit, at six and a half, I'd like Steelers to cover, but I don't know if I really like them to win. By the same time, their defense is always going to be their defense, and the Bengals is going to struggle against that. But that oh, new man. offensive line that the Bengals have spent all that money in trading to get, is really going to show week one. I don't know. This is – I don't like the six-and-a-half line. I think Steelers cover, but I, I – just give me a Steelers straight up. I'm going to take a Steelers straight up. Mitch Skrubitsky, does he's he can move, and that's already better than what Big Ben was last year. And Deontay Johnson is going to be playing week uh, this week. I just like their defense to create some mayhem. And the Bengals might look like the Rams come week one, just a little – hung over from the Super Bowl and a lot of people piping them up, all that stuff, whereas the Steelers have been not really getting that much favoritism. So they kind of getting it out the mud right now. And that offense is going to be good, a lot better than last year, in my opinion. People keep thinking this offense is going to get worse because no Big Ben. And I'm just like, nah, any quarterback is better than Big Ben. So let me get him a, a, a crazy week one upset right here in the Steelers. Hey, I will agree with that. The Steelers are definitely not being spoken about. Like, that shit is crazy. But, like, no, I don't not. The Bengals are on a mission. I feel like they're more hungry than they were last year, and they're really gelled hey, right. 
Joe Burrow also had his appendix surgery. He's down 20 pounds. So this might not be 100% Joey Beasy. This might be a little, a little slow start to the season for the Bengals. Joe Shiesty might be if down 20 pounds. He might get out the pocket. He might be. He might have. He might get a little faster. He might have turned that phone nine to a four seven real quick, man. Uh, Till he gets squashed. Hey, man. Uh, hey, you better slide. But nah, man. I like the um Bengals in this one most definitely. I like that you picked the upset. But nah, I think Jamar Chase and Joe Joey B are about to get right back to unfinished business and keep going. And really, they're really gonna make a name for themselves this season because like. Joe Burrow, I was watching the Pat McAfee show, and they talked about five years ago, Joe Burrow just got his finish his first year at LSU. Had, like, 16 touchdowns, eight interceptions, or some shit like that. Crazy shit. And then the, the year later, this man has 60 touchdowns and five interceptions, wins the Heisman, wins the national wow. championship, gets hurt. Next year, he gets hurt. Then the year after that, he goes to the Super Bowl. Like, he's been busy these last years, and he's been moving really at a really fast pace, an incredible pace. So, like, I only see him continue to go up. And he has the weapons. Well, shit, we split here. Let's move on to these last three games. We've got, I think we just about hit an hour. So we've kind of, uh, we got to kind of get the pedal to the metal. We got the Raiders versus the Chargers in Los Angeles. Los Angeles is favored by three and a half. I'll take, I'll give my take first. Give me the Raiders here as the underdog. I like them. I have bold predictions for them. And Chargers cornerback McKinsick is doubtful to play. So if he's not playing, who the fuck's guarding Devontae Adams? And whoever he's guarding, the next worst guy is guarding Hunter Renfro. And after that, like, I just like this Raiders team. Maybe Khalil Mack causes some mayhem because the Raiders offensive line is a little weak. But I just, I just like Garrett Carter throw up like 350 yards this weekend type shit and just snap with Adams in this offense. And the Raiders defense is a little slept on. I respect it, man. I think the Raiders defense is motherfucking dumb slept on, but it's tough for me to put anything against the Chargers. I don't think JC Jackson's playing because they say he just got stitches out of his foot like a couple days ago. So, but that Chargers team like really has that, that taste of like we we let that one go. We were supposed to be in the playoffs and we could have had a really great game against the Bengals. If they I think they would have played the Steelers. They would have played somebody. So that's a tough one, man. But like I might yeah, I gotta take my dog just Jay Herbal on this one. Justin Herbert. They got um did they do anything to their O line? What did they do? What did they Well the, the year before they did all the O line changes, so they everyone's still the same. They already went out they still got Slater at left tackle, who's on his second year after a phenomenal rookie season. Their center, uh, I can't remember his name right now. I'm sorry, I'm blanking on it. Uh Lindsay, Corey Lindsay, who was the Packers center for a long time, one of the best centers in the league. They got him last year. So like they already made the changes necessary for Herbert to succeed. They gave Marcus Williams or Mike Williams the bag at wide receiver. Keenan Allen got a bag. So everyone's happy on that offense. No, I respect it, man. I love to see it. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to take the charges on this one. I'm hoping Brandon Staley brings out his defensive master mastermind list that everybody talks about because I haven't seen it. We didn't see it last year, so, like, Let's see if they get better, then they get healthy, and they then they start peaking upwards. 
on to our Sunday night football game. Cowboys hosting the Buccaneers. Buccaneers are favored by two and a half points going into Dallas. How you feeling here for Sunday night football? You know how I feel, man. It's fuck Tom Brady, fuck Tom Brady, fuck Tom Brady, fuck Tom Brady, fuck Tom Brady. You feel me? Like, you know what I'm saying? That name over here. You didn't go and all that good stuff. That's cool. But we had the same game last year, same way we talked about the Dolphin Patriots. We had the same game last year. And the Cowboys, they barely lost. They lost because you gave you gave Tom Brady time. That's not something you really do. But motherfucking this is not the same Cowboys team from last year. Don't get me wrong, the Bucs lost a lot of little names and stuff, but they're still a good team. Like they're still probably top three, top five in the power rankings. So I don't know what Jerry Jones has in his bag, what's what Zeke is gonna come. And like we saw Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn, they were like the team, the best coaching staff in the league last year, but at the end of the day, that shit didn't mean shit in the playoffs. So like are they just gonna be the setup for the season to be a lot of uh, uh, damn it, Dak. Like, but it's in Jerry World. So I wouldn't count them out. I think this would be a close game, like maybe a 10, maybe a 10, 11 point game. But I really don't see the Cowboys doing something that surprises this game. Maybe later in the season. Definitely not today. You be talking like 10 and 11 is a close game. That's a two possession game. Like, no, nah, because I look at the game. I look at the game last night. Like it was because it was the, the fucking Bills were looking unstoppable up 10 0, damn near. And the next thing you know, all yeah. they had to do was put up the, the the Rams had two good drives and they cut tied that bitch up. So like it's like ten eleven is like that's like that to me that's like we ran out of time. Like if it's if it's below if it's less than like fifteen if it's like less than if it's less than two whole touchdowns it's like okay we ran out. Man, of time. Man, there there's a reason why the biggest spread this week is seven. Like that's because that's a that's considered a a, a big win. Like a win by eleven, you kind of put the foot on them. Like a lot of teams might be up by seventeen mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden team scores towards the end of the end of the fourth quarter to make it a 10-point game to make it look good. Yeah, that's real. Well, for me, I think this is going to be the, – the over-under is, what, 50 and a half. I'm taking the under. I, I honestly think it's going to be similar to the Rams. Both these offensive lines got really worse, but the front sevens on both sides are still very strong. So I expect a lot of QB hits, a lot of maybe some sacks on both sides. Parsons may get his, but and the Buccaneers are gonna get theirs. And yeah, it was a close game last year after Brady threw like two picks, I believe. I don't think Brady's gonna throw those same two picks this year. I think Brady wins this game, and the defense creates havoc. I think both defenses, like similar to this game, where both defenses are just creating havoc and turnovers. I think that's gonna be a. a, a going on throughout this Sunday night game? No, I like that it's a Sunday night game too, definitely. But we'll see how it plays. Maybe the um, – because the Bucks fans don't really travel like that. So we'll see. Maybe being in Jerry World, they can really come out as home dogs and really make something shake. But I just don't see it. I just don't know what their method to victory is. I want to see if Kevin Moore and Dan Quinn are still the coaching extraordinaires that they were last year. But besides for that, I don't really see too much coming from this Cowboys team. So are you riding bucks with me or are you taking Cowboys? I don't say stuff like that out loud. I just know I'm not picking the Cowboys. All right. So we know we know we both on the bucks. 
on to the Monday night game. We got a technically a possible revenge game on both sides, depending on how you flip the coin. Seahawks at home hosting the Broncos, where the Broncos are favored by six and a half, and they got Russell Wilson there. How you see this one going? Is Russell Wilson going off on his own team? Or is Seahawks got some medicine for him? Does that, how, how we see this breaking down? So, you know, I'm a big Dan Orlovsky fan, so I'll be listening to NFL Live when I have some time and shit. So, they actually brought up the fact that this is the second time this week. It's happening twice because of Joe Flacco, I think, too. But is it the second time that a starting quarterback is, is playing against a team that he won the Super Bowl against and to start the week? And the one on one, the last time that should happen? When? Never. Pay, Peyton Manning versus the Colts. Ah. Uh. <laughs> so I'm like, the Broncos is just a recycled ass quarterback ass niggas. Nah, but on some real shit, I respect the um the, this new Broncos team. I want, I feel like they've I've been one quarterback away for almost my whole life. So like, we'll see what this Broncos team can do. But like, what do you think the Seahawks can do in general to even keep this game competitive? Absolutely fucking nothing. <laughs> I was big on Broncos last year, and I was just, and they didn't have Russ. And now that they have Russ, they they had two running backs go over a thousand yards last year. One was ranked 14th, and one was 15th in the league. So you had two top ten, the top 15 running backs last year. And Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. Javante Williams in year two, he had like the highest block shed, highest break broke tackle percentage. Like he was just an absolute truck. He's gonna do more of that. Russell Wilson's got an offensive line in front of him for once in his fucking life. He's got weapons and Judy who had like the highest, he was up there in separation rate for like all his years. He just never had anyone who could throw him the ball. Cortland Sutton, who's kind of looked like the D like the Lockett is Judy, where he'll get all the passes underneath and get the separation. DK is Sutton, which will be the big play guy. And they got a good uh, tight end and Albert. I can't, His last name is one of those wild last names. I'm not going to pronounce it, but that boy, Big O, is what they call him. He can block. He can catch. He can kind of do it all. This team is going to run the ball down the Seahawks' throat. It's going to throw. They're going to going to six and a half isn't big enough for the spread. Like this, this is going to be an absolute ass whooping. And they got Geno Smith starting, correct? Geno with DK still there. Tyler's still there. Um, Rashad Penny's still there. The offensive line is still terrible. The like, I believe they probably got, I think they got Charles Cross, the offensive tackle out of, um, a rookie who's supposed to be really good. So maybe they're a better offensive line, but one guy ain't going to make that big of a difference. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely taking the motherfucking Broncos on this one. We got to be trying to feel Seahawks. I hope there's a Manning cast too. Yeah, nah, but I think there is a Manning cast, to be honest. I don't know who's the guest yet. We'll find out. But yeah, we're definitely both on the Broncos here. All right, bro, we're bringing in a new segment. Since we rounded out all our picks, we're bringing in something brand new. What's your two locks of the week and your dog of the week, Kev? Hey, man, this is actually a good segment because it makes me really check on some shit. So my dog, I got to take the Vikings, man. I think Jay Jettas is going to have a phenomenal season. Thielen's going to score a hell of touchdowns, as usual. And Kirk Cousins has to prove why he was worth that bag, at least this season. And the new coaches are bringing new life into the team. And then my locks, 
Gotta take the Ravens. The boys about to slaughter the Jets. And I have one more. What was my other one? Um, I think you were talking about Colts before. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Matt Ryan is gonna die here and show out this first game back against the Texans. Yeah, wow. those are my two locks of the dogs, homie. All right, let me see. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna co-sign the Ravens Jets. I'm hammering that. That's a lock. The lock of the century, even on the spread. And just to change things up, I'm going to take the Titans playing the Giants. The Titans at home, they're going to run for 295 yards against this Giants team. And then my fucking dog, I'm taking the the Raiders playing the Chargers at Los Angeles. You know Oakland's going to show up for the Raiders. You know Vegas is going to show up for the Raiders. It's basically a home team, home game for them. And no JC versus Devontae Adams. Oh, Devontae Adams might catch 12 catches, 140 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, you can't beat that. There's no way they're stopping Big Homie. No lie. The and best they can do is pressure the fuck out of Derek Carr and make him miss him. That's all you can hope for. You can't stop him. You're going to hope to contain him. Mm-hmm. And then to round us out real quick, I'm going to do my fast five best spread picks. These are bets I'm putting in myself. Just know you're putting your money where I'm putting my money this weekend. One of them is Ravens minus six and a half. This spread ain't big enough. Ravens are going to come out balling. Lamar Jackson's going to drop historic numbers week one on this Jets defense. Joe Flauco is dead in the water. Big Bo Joe. Big Bo Joe. Next one, Dolphins minus three and a half. The Dolphins are going to come out swinging. We already beat them 3-0 with Tua. They're going to come in. Three points ain't big enough with Tyreek and Waddle on the field. This is a new offense regimen, a new offensive line. We're here for week one. Panthers, minus one against the Browns. This is easy money. This spread was at four, four months ago. Now it's a pick em. It's even, like, give me the Panthers to win this game straight up easily. They, Jacoby Brissett is dead in the water. Raiders plus three and a half. Even if I'm wrong on my uh, underdog pick and they don't win, this is a field goal game at worst. They're basically the home team. They'll have the crowd in their favor. They have the weapons. Chargers are hurt. Chargers have got too much hype going into them this year. I, I think that's going to hurt to some of their lines, but I can cash in on that. So give me the Raiders plus three and a half. And my final one, Kev's not going to like it. Give me the Texans plus seven. Yes, the Colts will win this game, but I'm high on Davis Mills. I'm high on Brandon Cooks. He's always had like a top 20 year, always gone over a 1,000 yards, even last year. They got a new regiment in there that wants to win games. They got Derek Singley, who's, who looks like a beast throughout training camps. He's going to cause some problems. They got um uh, Damian Pierce at running back, who honestly I'm kind of high on going into this year. He's kind of – he was slept on. And – even if they lose a divisional game against a team that likes to run the ball a lot early in the season before defenses start to break down, they're not going to lose by more than a touchdown. So give me the plus seven. And that's actually a really – I wasn't ready for that last one. Try to keep you on your toes. Try to keep everyone on, at home a little uh, on their toes as well. But anything you want to throw on this, my boy, before we start rounding things up and heading up? 
the 49ers, I forgot to mention Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. So, like, they're going to – I really like them boys to really show out this game against the Bears. That's a good point. So, are you in on the Trey Lance train? Do you think he's going to – you don't have to say, oh, he's going to be MVP. About, no. Do you think he's going to be a good, a really good quarterback like a lot of people think? Or do you think they've been – they're keeping Jimmy G around because they're not too sold on the, the Trey Lance experience? I mean, he has the highest ceiling. He's just like Malik. How Malik Willis has the highest ceiling now. He has the highest ceiling, but at the end of the day, like, you got to play and show results. Last year, I mean, you played you one game, but, like, you, if you guys are ready to run that bitch all the way, staking it to the run, and then maybe, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to even think. I'm not all the way in on the train, but I'm looking at tickets. I'm looking at tickets. You're second the price. No, just because that's why the line is so big, in my opinion, is because a lot of people are Trey Lance homers, and they're like, oh, yeah, like, he's going to come out balling. So, like, that's why the spread is, like, seven or something. Um, this is, that's the same for this year, homers? Yeah, like, hey, if you're, if you're just high on the train, you're a homer. Like, hey, that's I'm, I'm a ball ball homer. That's a there you go. I respect it. But this, I'm a totally blitz homer. But this has been totally blitz week one picks, Thursday night football kickoff recaps. We talked a little fancy football. We talked some bets we like, and we just talked our shit on top of it. So if you didn't know, now you know. This is Paul Pickham Winham Concha, and that's Kev Waterboy Savoy. And you a motherfucking bitch. <laughs> Got a problem with being problematic. Get the light beam on me, ready for electrostatic. Don't you step into this box if you're not batting. Then my gang got tools. You can call them boy crap, man. This gang got rules, man. You better watch your passes. This ain't not new. Passing out the medicines. We've been on that rock star regimen. Knowing that I'm heaven sent. Higher than I ever been. I got a problem with.